This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talk money to me. Hello and welcome to Talk Money to Me. I'm Candace Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. We are back once again with our final part to this special series for 23 stocks in 2023. So as a reminder, last week we covered off Elders, Playside, Qantas, Merck. We also did Uranium with a few ideas there highlighting Silex, Disney, Total Energies, Mineral Resources, Strandline, Seek, Family Zone, Alter Beauty, Independence Group, James Hardy and Global Lithium Resources. So many stocks, so many great ideas. So we're at 15. So we are going to deliver the remaining stocks for our full list of 23 stock ideas for this new year. Now, before we reveal the final stocks to make the list, please remember our chat today is not considered personal advice, even though we are registered financial advisors at Shore and Partners. As always, the podcast and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. The content on the podcast is general in nature. And as always, go out and seek appropriate professional advice before you make your investment decisions. Now, in fact, all companies discussed on our show are offered in good faith based on facts known at the time of recording and do not contain all relevant information in respect of the financial products to which they relate. Now, it's all based on the 7th of February, 2023. Now, let's kick off your first Biodiversity Felicity. What are you adding next? Okay, so I'm going to give you a new idea today. The code is JRV and the company is called Javoir Global. Now, Javoir Global operates a coal refinery in Finland um, and the company is also developing the Idaho coal operation in Idaho, uh, USA, and restarting the San Miguel Palista Nicole Colbate refinery in Brazil. Now, Colbate is a key component of lithium ion batteries, and demand is expected to significantly increase due to growth in the electric vehicle fleet. Interesting. Well, I'm not surprised. It's another future face commodity and resource play in the whole EV space. Let's talk about financials. Let's go under the hood with the numbers there. Okay, so a few highlights is basically they've started their initial mine to development completion, surface construction and final stages, and commissioning is well underway for the first quarter of 2023. Um, now, their San Miguel nickel coal refinery has also restarted execution. They had really solid Q4 2022 sales volumes in Finland in challenging market conditions with group revenue, US $353.9 million. So this is not a small business. Now, they've actually recently in November 2022 did a US $150 million equity raise to fund their near-term growth pipeline. Good for the balance sheet, but it did dilute shareholding, which has caused a bit of a sell-off recently. Yeah, it definitely has. So the sell-off of JRV was, you know, it was highs of 75 cents, right? Um, so what about, okay, that that's not great, but, you know, it is good for the long-term trajectory. So let's talk about drivers going forward. 
the market comes in eps and flows, right? So we can't just look at short term. So near term drivers, in my opinion, we've got EV demand growth is continues to be positive and the market expects this trend to continue. Significant increased interest from battery segments for forward requirements, including OEMs, post-COVID restart in China and pent up demand expected to be a key near term driver here, as well as stable demand across chemicals, catalysts, ceramics and powder meteorology segments. There's also the aerospace sector, which continues to be strong, especially in the US. Yeah, very interesting to watch that one play out. Uh, Now let's chat about the upside. This is what we all want to know right? How much money can we potentially make in this stock for this year? Exactly. Everyone's like, yada, yada, yada. Tell us what's happening. Where is it going to go? Skip the price target. (laughs) That's it. So look, we retain our buyer recommendation, but we have actually reduced our price target down from 84 cents to 77 cents. So the current price of Javois is 25 cents. So a bit of a sell-off, right? Considering highs were 75. Um, That's upside if it gets to shore price target of 208%. Uh, Consensus is about 47 cents. So it's still double from here, 88%. Now, I just want to reiterate why it's a buy now. EV batteries require nickel and cobate. Nickel and cobate are critical minerals. Javois assets are strategically important. They've also got a really diversified portfolio, highly experienced management, and the balance sheet to underpin delivery in 2023. That's a great wrap up on Javois. So for me, switching over to the next idea, it's also a new buy idea. The business is listed in Australia and it only joined the ASX back in 2020. So a bit of a COVID baby, this one. But since the IPO, it has performed up about 52% on the IPO price of a dollar. The company I'm going to talk about right now is one of the fastest growing retail service provider in Australia. So a bit of a snooze kind of telecommunications rollout of infrastructure business, but just stay with me because I think there's a lot of upside to come in this name. Okay. So what is the name of this company, Candice? So the company is Aussie Broadband and the code is ABB on the stock exchange. And as I mentioned, it's really gaining a lot of market share in the NBN rollout um, and it's really emerged as being the major player in the last few years. So let's look at the business model, right? Their services, they deliver a range of different segments within the residential and business space, about 81% resi and 12% of the business commercial side in terms of their revenue respectively. And they had at that point around 300,000 national service providers and services going on, as well as they're in the business, mobile sector, entertainment, and they bundle their services. Okay. So I guess a larger competitor would be Telstra. So why are you keen on Aussie broadband? Yeah. Telstra is definitely one of their biggest competitors. And the reason why, and one of the reasons why I should say, is why I like ABB for our stock list for 2023, is that there are major structural tailwinds that I can see. So data is expected to double globally every four years with the use of interconnected devices, cloud, 5G. We're all wanting ultra high speed connectivity, right? We all need that as consumers. A hundred percent. And it's frustrating when your provider drops you down from 5G to 4G or 3G. It's like the biggest downgrade in your life, right? I know. How did we ever live on 3G or 4G now that we have 5G? (laughs) Yeah. 
So coming back to the business, right? So the NBN is delivering incentives, as we know, to really drive customers onto the higher speed connection. And COVID really accelerated this demand. And the data use that we saw has been exacerbated up 60%. So that's really good. In terms of the competitive landscape, if you look at ABB's plans, over 75% of them are 50 megabytes higher and 40% of their service is actually 100 megabytes per second. So on average, they're actually delivering higher speed internet than their peers, which I like. Tick for me. That's absolutely a tick. So do we know the latest market guidance? I mean, what's the latest update? So looking ahead, they did retain and reaffirm their targets for FY23 guidance alongside FY25 targets. These targets include 1 million broadband services, currently 610,000, 250,000 mobile services, currently 42, so big lift in mobile services, and 3 million numbers on the voice network and acceleration into the cloud and business services. So all in all, I think that's a really great guidance for the next three years for their growth trajectory. Um, And I think the market's actually not calculating this anywhere in their street analysis. So there's a lot more organic growth I think the market's missing. I think if we look at their track record since IPO, they have delivered on what they promised. And I really hope this is going to be another case. So we estimate that if they do hit their targets, it would represent about 160 million plus in EBITDA. And let's put into perspective, you know, the group back when an IPO, it had only around 60,000 services. Today, like I said, they've got 610,000 services. Wow, that is a huge growth. So I guess in terms of upside and valuation, what kind of price target do you have on ABB? So it's trading around sort of $2.92 mark and consensus places it at $4.15 valuation. But we here at Shaw are really bullish on ABB. It's in fact one of our top picks for 2023, the telco rollout, you know, uh, infrastructure services. So we have a price target of $5.41. So that's 85% upside. So let's hope our analyst is right on that one. Yeah, look, we like to be bullish. I mean, you need to be bullish when you're looking at really solid businesses, right? Speaking of bullish... I'm sure you've got a really great idea for us next. So what's your next one? Yeah, so this isn't a new idea. I'm actually doing a reiterate of my buy. So I pitched this company on the 16th of December as part of our 12 stocks for Christmas episodes. It was trading around $3.10 and now it's $4.15. So, so far upside has been 33%. Great double digits. Not bad for basically one month, right? Exactly. So this is Cyros. The code is C79. I really want you to re-listen to that episode to hear more about the company. Um, However, a little summary, they've developed a novel gold assaying technology for the global mining and geochemistry lab industry, developed in conjunction with CSIRO. Now it is a small cap. The market cap is around 350 million. So I'm sticking with my knitting here. (laughs) Sticking with your knitting. All right. So what's the knitting telling us in terms of highlights? All right. So essentially they released their second quarter 23 cash flow and trading update recently. There's three things that actually stood out to us was one, unit deployments remain on track, increasing to 15 at report date. And they reiterated expectations to reach 21 deployments by the end of financial year. 23. Tick. Now, number two, unit economics continue to improve and utilization is trending stronger than guidance, positioning C79 well to achieve its FY23 prospectus growth forecast. And 
three, strong cash receipts and lower cash costs. Although due to timing of CapEx payments, it drove lower than expected cash burn, with C79 closing the second quarter 23 with an 81.1 million cash balance, providing ample headroom for near-term deployments while C79 explores debt funding options for its future rollouts. So yes, it is a small cap, but it does have cash in the bank. Interesting. And so like earlier, we said it's already rallied quite a bit. So do you think there's more to come? Like why is it more of a buy now, do you think, or buy more? So our price target is $5.40 in the next 12 months. Now, the price target is actually based on a 10-year DCF and a 9.2% WACC. Now, it only trades at 6.6 times NTM EV sales, while our price target implies 10 times underwritten by strong visibility on an 82% revenue CAGR through to FY25. So I guess from an earnings perspective, we really see Cyros trading at an undemanding 9.9 times for FY25 EBITDA, um, while our price target implies 16.8 times. So consensus is actually higher than Shore and Partners at $6.35. So upside on our price target is another 30%. And if you want to go with consensus or the street, 53%. I'll take that. Exactly. Take that any day. All right, Candice. So what's your next idea for the Autopad? So for my next idea, it's another new ASX buy idea. One aspect that I look out for, as you know, Felicity, is when the market, you know, the street opinion or investor sentiment has really turned negative on a company. So that as a result, good or bad business, the the stock is sold off in the markets, right? And for quality businesses, this is such a great buying opportunity. And there was lots of that opportunity that we saw in 2022, particularly for growth stocks that fell out of love, you know, with everything that's going on in the macro environment. And I think this one stock I'm about to reveal, the stock's now, the table's turning and the stock's starting to rally. And I think there's more upside to come. Yeah, absolutely. We love a sell-off of a good company because it just is a buying opportunity for us, right? To edge in for our clients' portfolios. All right. Suspense is killing me. What is it? So I'm talking about car sales and I hope our listeners are really familiar with this business. The code on the ASX is CAR and it has a current market cap of about $8 billion. So if you're not familiar with carsales.com, it is Australia's leading provider for online automotive classifications and sales. So it's where you go to find a used car sale, boat, whatever it is. Founded back in 1996 and it listed on the ASX back in September 2009. So its flagship site, carsales.com.au, is not the only service that the business offers. The company also operates a number of different niche sites, including motorbikes, boating and marines, and they've all done this through really strategic acquisitions over the years. And I think that's going to happen even more so in the next decade to come. Interesting. So perhaps you can get another jet ski on that one as well. (laughs) Yeah. For people that know me, my husband's obsessed with jet skiing and he just wants a whole garage full of them. Anyways, back to the business. So there's two main resources currently for car sales. Firstly, it's advertising via the websites. And then secondly, data and other services provided to the car dealers. Okay, so with higher interest rates, inflation on the rise, I mean, it's coming down in the US, but it seems to be pretty sticky here. I would think secondhand car sales 
will do well. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely something that we saw just go gangbusters, right, Felicity, during the COVID years was everything in the used car sales market, you know, boats, jet skis, it all was just a massive beneficiary because we couldn't get the stock off the ships. So that aside, I think that's still going to be a theme. But in terms of the industry outlook post-COVID and looking ahead, car sales revenues are dependent on the volume of car transactions in each of its different markets globally. Also, you know, we need consumers to want to buy a car and the search for online cars. So there will be, you know, some potential macro headwinds going into what potentially could be another tough year. But the main thing we also look at is the dealer's profitability. And these aspects are actually here in Australia are really elevated at the moment. So I think car sales can continue to exercise price increases in the next three to five years. Okay. So there's been a bit of noise on the street, right? In regards to the decline in advertising spending lately. I mean, is car getting impacted by that? Yeah. Car is not immune to this trend also. Like whilst all of the car sales media revenue from the automotive um, brand and dealer they are significant drivers to its revenue. We have seen that it's not back to pre kind of COVID levels. So if you look at the the report of last year, it did grow by 16%, which is great, but we're still about 15% pre-COVID levels. So that's been a result of the impact of the new car supply constraints. Hopefully that goes back and comes back even stronger. But I just want to kind of summarize it all right why I think it's a buy um, or if you have it in your portfolio and add more when you think it's appropriate timing because the current trading conditions for car sales I think is proving to be really positive momentum across all the different business segments that they have. You've got to remember also that automotive is typically the least cyclical of the online classifieds categories as a sector. So in terms of upside, the moment you could pick up car at about 30 times, FY23 estimates, which is expensive, but it is a growth stock. Remember that. If you look out to FY25, it's trading on 21 times earnings. So it's a long-term buy and hold. So in terms of upside, what are we looking at here? So more of a modest upside, I would say, 14%, still double digits, but that's based on, you know, it has rallied about 9% um, recently in the market. So you can buy it for 23 bucks at the moment. We have a UBS price target of $26.30. Pretty good. So that is my wrap on car sales. Now we're going to hear the rest of the stocks to be added to the list for 2023. But before we do that, we'll just take a short break to hear from our sponsors. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
And we're back. All right, Felicity. So what new stock or reiterate buy have you got for the list now? So I'm going to go a bit left field here. We have Apium Animal Health. The code is AHX on the ASX. Now they actually engage in the provision of vet services, genetic and laboratory services, wholesale and retail. So it actually operates in the following business segments, dairy and mixed, feedlots and pigs. Now it offers veterinary production, technology, genetics, warehousing, logistics and wholesale services. Now this is a micro cap. So it's 110 mil market cap. So it is highly speculative. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I do love anything to do with animals. Um, you know, for our listeners, you probably heard us talk about our own dogs. Felicity's got two, I've got one. So let's talk about the highlights and I guess why would this be a stock that I might want to add? Okay, so I think what's really interesting is they've recently announced acquisitions of two mixed animal vet businesses in strategic New South Wales regions. So we've got Singleton Vet Hospital, which is located in Singleton and Brangston, so near your area, somewhat Candace, yeah. as well as Marimbula, Pambula and Eden Vet Clinics. Now, all three clinics are operated together by joint vet founders and all clinics are mixed animal clinics with most revenues derived from rapidly expanding companion animal services like our puppies. Now, the acquisitions are expected to add approximately $8.3 million in revenue and $1.9 million in EBITDA to APM on an FY22 normalised basis before accounting for any other synergies. APM has strong regional expansion strategy into targeted areas where we believe they've got strong vet and market potential remains a key growth pillar for this company. You know, they're continuing to accelerate their growth plans to increase pro forma revenues to 300 million by FY24, and that will increase overall group earnings margins. And so in terms of recent updates, because I, I, I guess a trend was that we all got puppies riding COVID. So you would assume this is going straight to their bottom line, right? Yeah. So look, they've recently reported a few key takeouts, gross profit of 29.7 million. So that's up 42% year on year, which is really good. Um, all divisions are growing for the first time since we've actually taken coverage over it. So revenues were 45.4 million, which is 31% year on year. And my third point here, and I guess a key takeout is the mix really continues to improve towards less wholesale animal segments with about 70% in companion mixed and your horses and the remaining 30% in more of the wholesale animal segments. So that's really interesting and probably from COVID. <laughs> yeah, because all your COVID puppies are like two, three years old now. So, you know, more um, potential vet visits on the horizon. So new idea, love it. What is the upside and I guess finalizing the catalyst to come? Yeah, so look, they had a really solid start to FY23 and as leverage comes through, the stock should actually re-rate accordingly. Um, furthermore, rural conditions bode well for several strong players and they really present a large integrated rural player in vets and wholesale animal clinics. So I'm going to add this to our order pad as a buy, um, watching for the next catalyst, which will be the AGM. The price target for Shoran Partners is $1.05. Current price is around 62%. So upside will be around 69% if they get it right and get a bit more traction in the market. So 
Yeah, APM Health. So Candice, what is your next stock for our order pad? So for my next stock, I'm going to go back to a buy call that I made at the end of 2021. A bit controversial, it's PayPal. <laughs> um, but I'm still liking PayPal, even though the stock has come off a shocking 30% in the last year. And if you are an investor in PayPal, you know, you would have seen the massive fall off the cliff that it basically had. It got as low as $69 US per share. Yeah. So this stock has been one of the 2022 tech tragedies. But tell us, how did their earnings results compare with expectations? Yeah, so we've just recently wrapped US um, earnings season, right? So while the Q3 22 earnings exceeded expectations to a lot of the street's guidance, um, PayPal management did lower the 2022 revenue targets for negative macro environments combined with a reduced internal US e-commerce growth forecast. So it's it was a bit of expected uh, result for the business, um, but now it's you know low single digits versus mid single digits previously. Another thing I noted was that um, PayPal management also provided preliminary 2023 financial guidance, uh, which included at least 100 basis points of their non-GAAP operating margin expansion, up from about 50 basis points previously. So that's at least 15% non-GAAP EPS growth there, implying um, $4.70 of EPS per share compared to the street of about 481. So a little bit of a miss on the EPS there. Yeah, no, that's really interesting and positive. I think that the management is, you know, has high conviction in their delivery. So I actually saw a new announcement. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So while the like quote unquote downgrades, you know, aren't great on paper. And we were expecting, you know, that from the announcement. I think the positive news was the announcement that there's a new partnership with Apple and that allows PayPal merchants to leverage off the Apple's tap and pay iPhone technology. It adds Apple Pay as an option in the PayPal unbranded checkout, which is great, fully integrated, and it allows the US customers to add PayPal and Venmo branded cards to their Apple wallet. So even better to see two big US you know, tech companies getting into bed together, so to speak. Um, so given this increasing competition in the space, I believe this is a great partnership um, for PayPal's ability to safeguard its competitive advantage while expanding its reach. Absolutely. And look, I use PayPal all the time. So look, we've noticed the share price slowly creeping back up in the last month. What do you think is in store for PayPal this year? Yeah, so I still believe PayPal's issues are largely macro driven and they will have, you know, not just a, a shoot up in terms of share price experience um, along with their revenue. So it's going to be a slow and steady, but it, I still have a conviction on it because I believe it still continues to execute well in its growth initiatives. And I think it's a buying opportunity. So I'm sticking with my buy call. I think with the potential to generate 15%, like I said, EPS growth in the next year, PayPal looks undervalued at current levels, trading at 12 times based on our FY24 estimates. So you can pick the stock up for about 82 bucks at the moment and UBS have a price target of $125 per share. So I guess we could, maybe if you've already bought this, it could be an idea to kind of dollar cost average, reduce your cost base. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit more volatility in the market. So you might be able to get it for a really good price. 100%. That's what I've been doing, sticking to my guns. And so hopefully the dollar cost average proves right and about 52% upside if you're buying new at these levels to the price target. So PayPal, PYPL, add it to your order pad. 
All right, we're at stock 22, so two to go. Felicity, what's your next one? Okay, so I've got a new buy here. Now, if you've been in other diversified fund managers, they probably haven't done so well. This could be a consideration to switch into Regal Partners. Now, the code is RPL. Right. Are you alluding to the sell on Magellan that I had a little while back? Uh, Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit cheeky. All right, so give us the background on Regal. Okay, so Regal Partners provides alternative investment management services. Now, it provides investors with access to a diverse range of strategies covering hedge funds, private markets, real estate assets across a multi-boutique strategy. Now, Regal is actually one of Australia's best performing and most awarded alternative asset managing operation and enjoys a really high alignment of staff ownership, which is always important. Now, the market cap is just shy of one bill at $939 million. I love a strong market cap. She loves some, anything over $1 billion. Now, <laughs> RPA actually delivered second half 22 update, ruling off what was a really eventful half for the group that included an attempted major takeover. Now, the largest mandates actually won in group history were the merger with VGI and RFM. I'm not sure if you saw that. The capital raise and, you know, obviously it was very hard for these alternative asset managers during 2022. Yeah, very much so. So it'll be interesting to see if they do make more key acquisitions this year, right? Because quote unquote, the IPO market and this space in the fundy space is really tight. So what about any more highlights that you want to bring to the table? And I guess, why is it a buy? When they've got a lot of cash on the balance sheet, be sure that there's going to be more M&A activity. So I think it's been really the most fertile period of farm gathering in history. I think what I really want to highlight is the merger of VGI and Regal to create Regal Partners, which has now seen an acceleration in net flows via larger groups. What's really critical is they saw flows of 800 million, including a mandate for an institutional fund, which is 470 mil. Whilst RPL has announced private credit has attracted a major family office for an initial 200 mil, they've also got the option for a follow-up of 100 mil. So that'll be really interesting. Now we note that RPL is attracting some of the highest net flows to fund size, over 15% at the moment. Now it's double, especially platforms such as NetWealth for reference and comparable to large industry super funds such as Host Plus, which is 4 billion um, calendar year 20. 22. So they're enjoying a lot of superannuation inflows at the moment. Yeah, definitely. So just coming back to the buy conviction, I guess what, if you're thinking about buying this stock, what is it trading at and what's the upside? All right. So post the worst MSCI global index performance since the GFC last year, RPL really enjoys best in class leverage and is going places in funds management with performance fees and M&A upside. So they also pay a little dividend of 2.7%, which is nice. Our price target is $6.08. Current price is $3.64. So that is upside of about 67%. That is another double digit for you. Love it. Absolutely love it. Okay, Candice, finish us off. What is your last stock for 2023? So to round out 2023 with investable ideas, I want to share a final thought on a thematic investment idea for you. Oh, we love that. So we did have uranium. Now we're going to have AI as a theme. So in our view, The robotics and AI theme sits at the crossroads of multiple structural trends that are expected to increase adoption in the coming years. So rising inflation, supply chain disruptions, deglobalization and aging population all firm up the opinion that the globe is really exploring all the different options and solutions to enhance manufacturing efficiency and reduce costs. How do you do that? 
you get technical and you go down the robotic AI route, right? Absolutely. As automation becomes increasingly more capable, cheaper and easier to implement, just like we saw with renewable energy solutions, I think we're going to see a lot of firms really accelerate into this space. And it's very topical at the moment with the latest Microsoft announcement. So to give you three top ideas in the AI theme, we're going to concentrate on the US market because the United States makes up just about over half, 54.15% exactly, um, of total global expenditure in the AI space. Okay, so let's go global. So what are your top three picks here in the AI space? So in no particular order, I'm going to go with the lowest hanging fruit that comes to mind, which is Microsoft. So you would have all seen that they uh, increased their announcement in this space. They actually have now put on the table $10 billion for the full takeover for open AI, um, which over the years, the success of chat GPT has really proven how much the AI space is growing massively. They actually aren't new to this space. So back in 2019, they invested $1 billion. And according to reports on the street, Microsoft will receive 75% of OpenAI's profits until it makes back its initial investment, after which at that point, it will gain 49% of the full stake in the firm. But now this is all old news because they're just going to buy the whole firm for 10 billion bucks. Wow. I mean, that is really great. So I think we're going to slowly see Microsoft benefiting more in the stock price going up and we expect Microsoft will continue its track record of generating double digits revenue growth for the next three years at least to come. So consensus price target around $278 for Microsoft, so about 10% upside. So let's go to their main competitor then. Would be Google. So that would be my next one I want to bring up. So Google and YouTube parent company Alphabet uses AI and automation in virtually every aspect of the business, from ad pricing to content promotion to Gmail spam filters, you name it, it's everywhere. Also, the parent company of AI software subsidiary DeepMind. So you probably didn't know that. And that actually is the autonomous vehicle company Waymo, which made history by launching the first fully driverless commercial taxi service on public roads in 2020. And I love the name DeepMind. So what is the consensus price target and upside from current levels? So double digits upside of what we can see 20% Felicity to a price target of $123 per share. I love a double digit. So we've got, first we have Microsoft, then we have Google. What's the third one? So the final one, because there's so many companies, but I just want to highlight these three. It's Amazon. So again, Amazon similarly is integrated AI into nearly every aspect of its business. They've got targeted messaging and advertising, e-commerce search algorithms, Amazon web services, cloud computing arm, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. But probably the most, I guess, famous AI aspect would be Alexa, which is one of the most popular virtual assistants globally. You know, it's, you just commonly hear it every household you pretty much go into, right? These days. Yeah, definitely. So I think this one's another no brainer. And back in um, late November, 2022, Amazon unveiled its new warehouse, which has got a full robotic arm called Sparrow, another cool word. And that uses computer vision and AI capabilities to move products from various sizes prior to boxing. So really cutting down the human impact there um, to drive more efficiency. Absolutely. I love these good names, right? DeepMind, Sparrow. Uh, yes. Yeah. So what is the consensus price target and upside from current levels? 
So price target of around $132 per share, which is about 29% upside. So Amazon, Microsoft and Google, no particular order, just like those three US names. But there's more. There's NVIDIA, there's IBM, there's Workday to name a few. You've got quite a lot there. And look, I can't ignore here in Australia, Webit Nano. The code is WBT. Now, since we had Kobe on the show on the 19th of August, 2022, it was around $2.77 per share. The price is now $5.43. Now, we don't actually have any formal coverage on Webit, but I still believe this is a really great business in the semiconductor and what he alluded in, the AI space. Definitely. So if you're looking for an Aussie exposure, go back and listen to that interview episode. But if you're not into the direct stock idea and perhaps you just want to play the thematic, a couple of ETFs that we like to use uh, would be the BetaShares Robotic ETF, RBTZ is the code, or the Global X one, Robo, R-O-B-O. Yeah, that takes a little bit of the heartache out of stock picking, doesn't it? 100%. Well, that is a wrap. I can't believe we did 23 stocks for 2023. How good. Now, a little bit of housekeeping before we go. The Equity Mates Community Survey is live. Uh, there's two prize pools for each community member who will be automatically entered. So the first is $500 cash, woohoo. And the second is three free tickets to FinFest this year. It closes on the 28th of February. So you still have a little bit of time, but I would get a moving to enter that survey now. Survey only takes 10 minutes, guys. So it's super easy to do on your lunch break. The event is locked in for November the 11th, 2023, back at Carriage Works in Sydney. So jump on any of the Equity Mates shows, social media platforms to find out more information. So that is a wrap. So before we sign off, please remember, although Felicity and I are financial advisors at Shore & Partners, as always, our chat today does not constitute as personal financial advice. And as always, if any of these stocks or investment ideas has piqued your interest, feel free to reach out to us. We'd be happy to have a chat. Felicity, how do they reach out to us? Yeah, so you can reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email, which is displayed in our show notes below. Again, make sure you follow at Talk Money To Me podcast for daily market updates. Until next time. See you then. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.